make sure. It's funny that you heard from the back gap five years ago. So you would think that the message would evolve, but it really devolves. Because you get to the basic nub of it after you've started, let's say, on the leaves, you usually have to end up in the root, yeah? And uh, we have a terminology called selfing that captures what I believe Ramana Maharshi was speaking about in a lot of his writings, or he didn't do the writing, but in a lot of people who have been with him, you'll see this one statement is always emphasized in all his messages. You know Ramana Maharshi? Yeah. And that is that there is this presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. In some other of his writings, he expounds on that, and he says, this is the problem. Not a problem, the problem. You know, so I would say this is sort of the uh, disillusioning aspect that just uh, progresses geometrically here. Yeah? Is that if you miss this, it doesn't matter what you don't miss after that. Yeah? If you miss this one idea, it doesn't matter how keen and clear you are about everything else, because this will be like the shadow that will follow you wherever you go. Because you'll be identified as the doer or the haver of things, and that's what casts the shadow. So, the way we put it in, uh, in the evolution of Zen Bitchlap was selfing. Because the presupposing, obviously, a supposing means assuming. Yeah? So, if you assumed something that wasn't correct, you'd have to assume it quite a lot. Yeah? Oh, I lost that thing already? All right. I'm going to speak up loud anyway. You know? If you assume something that wasn't correct, you'd have to assume it quite a lot to make it seem like it's so. Yeah? It does, in other words, it doesn't have any legs to stand on. You have to supply the legs. Because it's an assumption. Like, I made an assumption this year... I was supposed to go to Toronto, uh, to North Carolina. And I assumed, without any factual evidence, I was supposed to go there on the 8th and 9th of October. But, and therefore, I had such a conviction that that was so, I didn't look at the emails the people actually sent me, which said the 1st and 2nd of October. <laughs> so I planned all these trips that I was on, going to Toronto and going to East Coast, based on the assumption I'm going to be in North Carolina the 8th and the 9th. So I'll go to Canada and I'll have two weeks home and then I'll go to, to uh, North Carolina. But the assumption, which was being reinforced by total lack of investigation, I just assumed, I said, you know, you assumed you put something in one place and then you just travel along like that's so, but it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, so suddenly I went back and I looked at the emails the people sent, and it said very clearly the first and second. There was never, there wasn't a mistake from their side. It was, it was a mistake from my side. This is sort of what it's like. So we're living an interpretation, really. But a lot of it's based on assumption, or things that are being presupposed, or being insinuated, or implied. Or just taken for fucking granted, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is a real place, I'm seeing it, you know. 
something hits me right now in the arm, it hurts. That's all the evidence I need. Yeah? I pinch myself, I'm real, I'm awake. So, this presupposing, and you can imp- use a lot of other words, inferring, implying, assuming, uh, reinforcing, but this is one of the main strategies or themes of the mental state. It's whole... Uh, function is to presuppose you're a thing. The perceptions presuppose you're a thing because you see things. Yeah? And then if you go in front of a mirror, you'll see this thing. And then this thing will be crowned different than all the other things you've seen. It'll be called me. Yeah? That's the root of self-centeredness. So then suddenly life that's happening will be... And that's also an interpretation, obviously. I mean, all we have here, this is an interpretive event. We can just upgrade the interpretation, if we like, or, you know, maybe complain to the servicer and say, hey, I'd like to have a new download. of Self-centeredness isn't leading me anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, maybe, is there a possibility I could up, upgrade? Uh, no, there's just 30 different themes of self-centeredness, you know? <laughs> well, I've tried the addictive theme, I've tried the spiritual seeker theme. I've tried, I've tried many of them. I seem to fail at every one of them. Well, that's the root of the whole system. You think you're the self that failed them all. So you've been buying, you got the stock version, and then you don't like some of the subsidiaries, but you're always going to be in the stock version. If you enter, if you get the the spiritual, you know, prof program, you'll be thinking you're spiritual. So the sense of that presupposing a non-existent thing is built into all the all the systems that we can get into here, yeah, to sort of embellish or to decrease or to increase. But the one nub is going to be there. When things are going on, you're thinking they're going on to uh, to you. Yeah, you're assuming that you are you are somehow let's say a spirit, but somehow encased in a body form, yeah? and that this spirit seems to really like to look at itself as a body because every time you go downtown, you're looking at every window of every store to catch your reflection, and then maybe you get a hint that you're maybe not as spiritual as you think you are, because the framing is going to override no matter what uh, outfits you put on. The stage is going to still be the same stage. There's going to be a sense of being the you that's doing and having and stuff like that all day. Now, that's going to continue to be produced, but you don't need to believe it anymore. The belief that's constantly given over to it has to be reinforced and, let's say, irrigated and constantly being addressed by the mental state because it's producing an imaginary non-existent thing and it's selling it to us as what we are, which is a huge, incredible sales pitch. So this message, in a way, has devolved because I parked the car that I'd been driving, so to speak, as the seat assignment, ended up in the last spot in the cul-de-sac, which is this statement, this succinct, quintessential statement of this is the whole nub of it. There's a presupposing, an inferring, a reinforcing, an assumption that you're a body. Yeah? And then life is being lived from that idea. Yeah? And of course, then that which we call life, because we are the dominant influence here, like the Course would say, you and I give everything all the meaning it has, so 
when we're in this event called seeming life, what actually is going to override and give meaning to this event isn't life onto us, but us onto life. Yeah? We're going to be the dominant theme setter. And we're not even going to know it. It's sort of like I was talking with a friend of mine today. And uh, we were talking about the mind and stuff like that. And it's just sort of like it's like having a roommate who's a hypnotist. Yeah? So the roommate, you've been living with them for quite a while, and the roommate is constantly hypnotizing you to get what it wants, to give it the big master bedroom when it's paying much less rent. <laughs> you know, telling, having you dress like it would like to see you dress, like you're wearing 15-year-old kids' clothes and you're 73. You know, it could be way off. <laughs> and then maybe someone who cares about you calls you up and says, you know, your roommate's a hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be good for you to know <laughs> why you're wearing all these outfits and everything. It may not really be fitting for you. You know what I mean? So now, suddenly, and that's what I believe a lot of spiritual pointers are. They're warnings. That's what they are. I mean, the most succinct ones in my life are warnings. They're attempting to tell you some of the basic pitfalls that will reinforce this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And then... And it's really important before you go set off on another journey to check your papers. <laughs> your passport may be saying a name that's not actually you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to go there. <laughs> you don't want to live like that. You don't want to have that. You don't want to be. You don't want yesterday and tomorrow to be more important than now. Yeah, but you're living on a different agenda. And how does this so? In a way, the language that we're hearing the thoughts in is the hypnotist we're living with. Yeah. Yet we, it's gotten worse than having a roommate the hypnotist. You are identified as the hypnotist. <laughs> you're, you're totally in cahoots with it. And so it doesn't even have to work hard to hypnotize you. You're pretty much in a trance all fucking day. Yeah, so it's got the easiest job in, in its little, its card says hypnotist, but it could say past hypnotist, because it's not really doing much, because you're just believing every fucking thing that's being presented in one's head. And that's why, did it really fit? Did I, when I wanted to go out and have a good time, did I plan on going to jail? I mean, I was listening to something that really didn't have my best interest at heart. It really didn't. And then, beautiful, the great news for me, I was lucky enough to end up at the end of the road and end up in a recovery program, and then suddenly, what I took to be so, so personal, so intimate, that no one could understand me, no one's had the thoughts I've had, no one feels like I feel, no one has done the heinous things. I sat in rooms where people would share what they did, their feelings, their thoughts, and I could only come to two conclusions after a few months, how did they get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts? And that was one of the greatest reliefs when I saw that that which I was calling me, all the thinking, because there is no me. It's, a, it's, like, um, it's like 30 different projectors projecting one image. Yeah, there's the memories, the perceptions, the thought system, and they're all different, but they're projecting the same image of you as a body. Yeah, and we're not living, we're not starting life from behind the projectors, we're starting in, in front of the projectors. 
we're, the, we're taking ourselves to be the image they're projecting. We don't see the Alpha and the Omega of it, because if you did, you would have the possibility of being free from it. Yeah? Everyone wants to be free after the fact. The freedom is before the fact. Once it's a fact, it gobbles up your search for freedom. You'll still be bound as a self, and you'll be calling yourself a free self, because you can do whatever you want. That's not fucking freedom. You've got to do a lot of shit you don't want to do here. That would be more like freedom. Yeah? Freedom is, oh, everything goes my way, and <laughs> that's a totally insane idea, totally rooted in self-centeredness. So here, here's these projections, language, as the major, because all the movie, it's like you're the narrator. Yeah? You ever see, like, you go on, uh, they have National Geographics, and they usually have the same guy with a voice. Yeah? And you like the voice. So they could, you could like the voice so much, it could be National Geographics in Hoboken, and you'd watch the whole show. Because you've been, you're entranced in the voice. Because it sounds like you. It sounds like you. So where, no matter where you find yourself, there's like an immersion in it, because it's about you. You know? It's about you all day. And so there's a cherishing of it. The mind has become a disillusioned, not disillusioned, it's become interested in, it in what it's not, and in a way, in this little loop of time and space, it seems to have forgotten what it is. And it's taking itself to be the body. And that mistake could never happen, so it's instantly able to be corrected, but you can't correct it as a self. That would be self trying to get out of self. It's not going to work. That's, the, that's its fail-safe mechanism. You may want to get out of what you think you're in, but you really believe you're in it. If you could see you're not in it, that would be the experience of being out. The experience of being out of something isn't produced by getting out of it. It's produced by seeing you're not in it. That's what produces the experience. The experience of being out of something and if it stabilizes, it's produced by realizing you're not in it. That's the only way. All the other ways have an incredible pitfall because you get out of something, you're bound to get back in it. And there'll be an urge to try to get out of it and then get back in it. And yet the same thing that, that is there when you're out of it, the long-lasting independent separate will be there when you're in it. That never, you never get out of this as this. You never get out of this as this. You're never going to get out of a thought system through thought. You're never going to get out of a system of doing by doing. It's not going to work. You can't use the system itself which has a pre-programmed intent to get out of itself. It doesn't work. I mean, most a lot of spirituality, if they were really factories and they had a quota that they had to produce like five cars every three months, they already would have closed. A lot of the stuff's not producing awakening in people. It's a producing spiritual spectacle. It's, it's, it's producing experiences, incredible perceptual trips. You could go on virtual reality and have them. Just pay $20,000. It'd be probably saved the money you spent going to India and everywhere else in the freaking world. You could just stay at home and watch yourself as free. Oh, I'm free. Look at... Oh, 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 oh. It's basically the same thing. You're not going to meditate yourself out of the meditator. If that 
non-existent thing is basically being called you, which it is all day by the thought system, and if you've pledged allegiance to the thought system, and I would say we have because the thought system overrides every other contact, every other conscious contact, the thought system overrides it. Yeah? Every, other, every other contact, the seeing doesn't show up a day later and say, you really fucking missed something. It doesn't. There's just seeing what's happening. There's just hearing what's happening. There's just tasting and touching what's happening. But thinking is all about what's not happening. And obviously, it seems to have a much more uh, bigger role in our lives than what's happening. So basically, we're devotees of that. Like it or not. The thought system can ruin one day, a whole day that every, let's say, all of Northern California is having this day, let's say. You could have a vote and everyone would say it's a sunny day. But in your little mental landscape, it could be fucking thunderstorms. You could be so concerned about yesterday and tomorrow, there'd be no acknowledgement. The thought system would override this event that everyone in North Carolina would say is happening. No, you'd beg to differ. I'm fucked. It's not, it, the thought system doesn't have the power, we do. We've given it the power by believing in it. And I humbly believe from all the talks I ever did, well, I never did any of them, thank God, but it, it goes always back to this nub. Without that, it's all going to be self-knowledge. It's not going to avail you anything. And that's the whole point of when it says self-knowledge, the whole movement of selfing is the claim. That's what it does. It doesn't have a life, and then it claims it does. Yeah? Through these assumptions, through these inferences, through these repetitions, all this. That, so that self, if it gets introduced to knowledge, especially about itself, and it claims it, that self-knowledge is going to avail it nothing. It's not going to lead to freedom from self. The real knowledge is about self. Yeah? If you can hear a message, and the real... There's no one who's teaching non-duality. You're teaching duality. That's all you do. Yeah? A quote-unquote non-duality teacher teaches about duality all day. That's all it does. You have to see... It's not like, oh, one, it's a not two. That's the path. Yeah? It's not, oh, I'm going to hallelujah one. No, it's not two. That's the way. You see what you're not, and in seeing what you're not, you find out what you are. It's in questioning the assumptions. See if you are this. If you are a body, then fucking buy $8,000 of creams for that body. Get plastic surgery for that body. Get every vein that looks like it could be varicose to be stretched out and cleaned. Who knows? It, could, it would make sense because you're that. This is your only vehicle to, to attract other little humanoids. I gotta make it look as good as I fucking possibly can. But what happens if you're not that? Find out. Maybe this 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 outfit we're wearing won't be called your skin anymore. Yeah. You'll realize, hey, I don't like this fit. You can take it off. If you think it's your skin, you can't take it off, but if you see it's not you, you can be free from it. That's this whole message. It's not going to ever change. There's no point to go anywhere else, because if this isn't seen, you're going to be looking from its mistake ever, forever. I did it. I know it. I lived under it. 
I was a spiritual person, worked hard as... I had no fucking idea that there was something that had constantly overridden all my noble endeavors. Because I was in every one of them. Every little bit of it was always about me. I didn't need to go 30 more years. It was enough to see it. I got it. It was revealed to me. Yeah? And it was revealed, hey, you can milk this dead cow to the, you know, the other cows come home. You're not going to get any nourishment from it. Except mental nourishment. You'll be thinking you're doing great. <laughs> so repetition is helpful because part of the disease is based on repetition. The insane shit we believe now, if we only had it for one day, we would have seen it as insane. We would have recognized it immediately. But over time, it ingratiates. These insane possibilities that are impossible become the norm. Like, I, there's a great urge to get into the moment, totally based on the impossibility you could be out of a moment. It's totally based on an assumption that's not true. The whole drive to get into the moment is based on the idea you could be out of a moment. It's not based on anything other than that. You did not have this drive when you were a kid because you were, quote-unquote, in the moment. Because your head hadn't brought up this insane idea yet that you could be out of the moment. <laughs> we grew into this impossibility. And then there's a huge rift for years. It's, that's been an assumption. Jesus, I'm not really present. You've been fucking constantly present. <laughs> what you're seemingly appearing as can seem not to be present, but the presence you are is present. That's, it's not doing presence. It is presence. Yeah? Being isn't doing being. We're trying to do... I want to look like I'm being today. I want to move through things like I would expect someone who is being to move through things. It's all fucking made up. You're being. You cannot override that. You cannot get out of the basic condition, which is inherently empty of everything, brilliant, and it's not a thing. To try to mimic it as a thing is insane. It's like trying to do like a political satire to Afghani speakers. Yeah? They're not going to get it. So that's it. It's a simple, simple invitation. People have been coming here. Have you gotten anything new in seven years? Never. Maybe books and shirts, but that's, I can always have a new shirt, but you can't have a new message. It's the same, same message. I don't like it myself. You can't build on anything. If I was someone I could teach and have grades of teaching, it'd be great. I'd have security as a, you know, a lifelong material security plan. This is totally uncertain. I'm, I'm meant to become obsolete. None of you could show up, and that would be my success in a way. I'm hoping there's like a senior citizen place that's non-profit for non-duality teachers because we're all should be fucking ending up there quicker than we expect <laughs> that's why it's nice to have new people because that because it's always an introductory offer it's constantly an introductory offer because if you entertain this it's going to lead you where to where you already are you are going to be what you're looking for because you're looking from it right now it's so beautiful. It doesn't take any time. 
it's always available at all times with no requirement necessary other than the ones you make up. Yeah. So it's here and now, whatever, whatever, whatever furnishings is in the here and now, making it look like it's different, but basically there's only here and now with different you know, furniture and, stuff, and different nouns running around. So it's beautiful. You rest there. I mean, it's brought me more relaxation. You couldn't get this kind of relaxation from 50 Thai massages. You know? You'd be talking the wrong thing, the body. (laughs) The body would be relaxed. You may be totally still insane. I watch it. I watch people come out of a yoga studio 12 hours, but they're fucking crazy. The mental state hasn't been yoga, yogaized. It's only been the freaking body. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's healthy. We have a job. It's built into the Toyota. The Toyota will, you know, looks out to maintain the Toyota. It doesn't need the driver or the passenger to get involved. It's got a, It knows exactly how the Toyota runs the best. You don't. This should not be the center of the universe. <laughs> it should not be what's always thought about. It's way too much. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm getting some hot. I don't want to keep talking. I'm getting fried here like a lizard. All right, well, any questions? Great. Well, we'll uh, hey, we're going to go to coffee if you like to go with us. Uh, yeah, we got to uh, pick up. We walked over from the bike shop over here. We got to pick up some bikes for coffee. Yeah, we're just down Sausalito, Chibo. Oh, it's, we'll, we'll explain it to you. Yeah, it's very easy. We're going to have coffee down there. So come and join us. Maybe get something to eat. Uh, let's pass a basket. Here, pass this hat. Oh, you got it. You got it. Oh, you got you got the best. Yeah, yeah. It's easy. You just go on, uh, you know, Bridgeway. Now we passed the basket five times. I found people break down on the fourth revolution, <laughs> and then I stare at them like an older adult often. Please. I need a coffee today. I'm in Marin. I can't get a latte. (laughs) I can't.